0: under conditions of food scarcity. The genes and molecules that control our eating behavior were shaped by those times. Our DNA was designed for accumulating fat in the days when we had to forage for food in the wild. This program will help you understand what science has to say about the forces that guide your eating behavior and weight control. It will give you the tools to make that knowledge work with your genes, not against them. It is the new science of weight loss based on the new field of nutrigenomics. This is the science of how food and nutrients interact with our genes to turn on messages of health or disease, of weight gain or weight loss. It's not about finding the right diet. There is no one solution for everyone, a one-size-fits-all weight loss strategy that works all the time for every person. It's about finding the right diet for you, based on understanding the unique ways in which your genes and metabolism interact. The Seven Keys to Ultra Metabolism make this revolutionary field of nutrigenomics, of personalized medicine and nutritional healing, accessible for the first time. This is not a diet program. This is your body's owner's manual. It contains the instructions on how to regulate the basic functions of appetite and metabolism. Understanding what controls your appetite and metabolism, the way our bodies use or burn calories, is the key to success. Once we learn them and begin to fit into our genes, the ones in our DNA, we will finally and forever fit into our genes, the ones in our closet. Let me tell you my own story. Even though my weight has never really fluctuated by more than 10 pounds, I've struggled with food and watched its effects on me. The stress and struggles of medical training, working in the emergency room, chronic illness pushed me to my limits. I felt my energy and mood swing wildly as I downed a triple espresso, a giant chocolate chip cookie or two, and a half a pint of Ben & Jerry's ice cream just to keep myself going before each emergency room shift. Struggling with my own health, food, mood, and energy issues, and suffering and recovering from chronic fatigue syndrome has given me more compassion for those who struggle with chronic illness of obesity or with their weight. To help my patients and myself, I've read thousands of scientific papers to understand how the body actually works. In my years as co-medical director at Kenyon Ranch and now in my medical practice, I have also treated thousands of patients and helped them lose thousands of pounds. I am often the last stop on the road for my patients after they've tried every popular weight loss diet, pill, surgery, and experienced repeated failures. In order to help them, I am compelled to determine why they failed. They also often come to me with a whole list of medical problems in addition to being overweight. That's why I refer to myself as a holistic doctor, because people come to me with a whole list of problems. My recovery from chronic fatigue, a story I told in my book, Culture Prevention, has given me more insight into dealing with chronic health issues. After running myself into the ground, working in the emergency room, and going through a traumatic divorce and absorbing toxic levels of mercury during a year in Beijing, and finally suffering from food poisoning, I became severely ill. Struggling with and fully recovering from a chronic problem that is often considered incurable, as obesity is, I learned how to work with every system of the body, my own body. I have also experimented with many different ways of eating, lots of sugar and coffee, being a junk food vegetarian, a whole food vegetarian, high protein, high carb, high fat, and everything in between. And I have observed the power of food to affect my weight, my energy, and my mood metabolism is the result of all my experiences and knowledge, with my own struggles with food, energy, and illness, and with my patients and my academic learning. It is not a magic cure or quick fix, weight loss, diet, or fad. It's a way of living. It's a way of living in harmony with your genes. It's really the next step in the evolution of our knowledge about how to care for ourselves and the first approach that translates the recent scientific advances into a practical program. The revolution sweeping medicine today is rooted in our DNA, our unique individual genetic structure. The mapping of our DNA allows us to understand the tremendous variation in genes from individual to individual. The Human Genome Project has identified 8 billion letters that make up our 30,000 genes. But the meaning of the letters is still being deciphered, like an ancient scroll or hieroglyphic. The future of medicine lies in cracking that code, Translating that science into practical strategies for health, longevity, and weight loss is the promise of ultra-metabolism. The information in this program is not at work in doctor's offices, public policy weight loss programs, or other diet books. Practice has not caught up with science. Information has not become practical knowledge. It has not been turned into a prescription for weight loss or health. That is why I wrote this book, to make this revolution available to you today. So the first thing we're gonna do is to get rid of some of the disinformation by shattering what I call the seven myths that make you gain weight. These are the seven myths that many of us believe and that confuse, confound, and thwart our efforts to lose weight. These beliefs are impediments to success. First, I'll list them for you, then we'll take them apart one by one. Number one, the starvation myth, eat less, Plus, exercise more equals weight loss. Not true. Number two, the calorie myth. All calories are created equal. Not true. Number three, the fat myth. Eating fat makes you fat. Again, not true. Number four, the carb myth. Eating low carb or no carb will make you thin. Again, not true. Number five, the sumo wrestler myth. Skipping meals helps you lose weight. Not true. Number six, The French paradox myth. The French are thin because they drink wine and eat butter. I wish it were true, but it's not true. And number seven, the protector myth. Government food policies and food industry regulations protect our health. It should be true, but it isn't. We cause trouble for ourselves by believing these myths. Understanding how they contribute to weight gain will free you from an endless series of habits and beliefs that prevent success in achieving your ideal weight and optimal health. The lessons learned from exploring these myths will give you the practical tools to change the habits and behaviors that undermine your weight loss and health goals. Let's look at the first myth, the starvation myth. Eat less plus exercise more equals weight loss. Joanna, a 53-year-old executive secretary and mother of three, was a bundle of frustration and resignation. She recounted a story I had heard from hundreds of patients. She tried every diet, liquid diets, low-carb diets, low-fat diets, fad diets, shakes, prepared meals and raw foods, and every time the same thing had occurred. She lost weight initially, only to gain it all back, plus some more. Now she said she didn't even eat that much and she still couldn't lose weight. My initial training as a doctor would have led me to believe she was either deceiving herself or hiding her eating habits from me, but after many years of blaming the patient for lack of willpower, for overeating, and not exercising enough, I realized there must be more to the story. I had her complete a detailed three-day diet record, and everything she put in her mouth she recorded for three days. In fact, she was constantly dieting on poor quality food, putting her body into a state of chronic, low-grade starvation. Then I tested her resting metabolic rate, or RMR, the amount of calories the body burns at rest. Not surprisingly, I found she had a slow metabolism. She burned fewer calories than expected for her age, sex, height, and weight. Further testing of her body composition, that's what percentage of her body was made up of fat, showed that she was under lean, which means she didn't have enough muscle. This often goes along with being over fat, but not always. In other words, she had less muscle than expected for her body weight. Why? Her repeated restricted calorie or partial starvation diets had led to both loss of muscle and fat. When she gained the weight back, as she always did, she gained back all fat, leading to a slower metabolism because fat burns 70 times fewer calories than muscle. So she needed a lot fewer calories to sustain her increased body weight. By following the eat less equals weight loss model, she had actually made things worse for herself. Getting her to eat the right foods, whole, unprocessed foods, and in quantities that exceeded her resting metabolic rate led to steady and sustained weight loss, getting her off the yo-yo diet merry-go-round. As I do with many of my patients, I advise her paradoxically to eat more, not less, in order to lose weight. When I first started my medical practice, I believed the formula for weight loss was very simple. Eat less plus exercise more equals weight loss. I thought the only reasons people couldn't lose weight were that one, they overate, two, they were lazy and didn't exercise enough, or three, they ate too much and didn't exercise enough. Now, after almost two decades in practice, I know that relying on this myth of weight loss is terribly inadequate. Not only is it completely unsupported by the scientific literature, it creates a blame the victim mentality that tells people who are struggling with their weight in a not so subtle way that if they only tried harder, they would lose weight. There's only one problem with this point of view. It's not true. The truth is that nobody wants to be fat. It's not your fault if you have problems with weight. It isn't as though you chose to struggle. Even if you had enough willpower to keep yourself from eating when your body tells you to, you might still not be able to lose weight. This is because our bodies are genetically wired to make us gain weight and keep it on. You cannot get away from this basic biological evolutionary...